Welcome to the Triage Method Podcast Q&A edition. These are going to be some new episodes that you can get this in a more in a quick convenient fashion without having you go to our site and read some of the Q&A articles that are that are over there already so these shouldn't take very long if you're on your commute you're on your break this is the perfect time to listen to one of these episodes so these will be coming out every Thursday um, and yeah that's that we won't waste any more of your time and we will just get pretty much straight into the question so the question we were going to discuss this week was should your knees or can your knees or is it dangerous for your knees to pass beyond your toes during a squat and um, this question generally comes from a place of concerns about injury or pain like that's typically the concern that people have and i recall when i first got into fitness and training this being one of the most common cues that I was given and that I was taught and that I would read about. Okay. So, and, and then that hasn't really changed very much. Like just last year, um, I heard, you know, a physiotherapist give the same cue, like, Oh, you know, keep your, keep your knees back. Don't let them go over your toes. Um, it's bad for your knees. You know, so there is that kind of belief that is out there um, among lots of personal trainers, among lots of um, everyday people in the gym and among actual healthcare professionals like physiotherapists, doctors, etc. So that's why this is an important conversation to have. Um, is this something you've heard of in the past, Paddy? Is this something you've come across in your time training people? Yeah, like this is actually one of the one of the most common, like you've said, like people are kind of uh, afraid to see their knees go go past their toes. And like, you know, you'll see people coach it or cue it in the gym where they're like, oh, yeah, your knees to your toes like they're just over your toes that's perfectly fine when you're squatting down but as soon as you know those knees start going forward that's a no-no right and you can see again like how over time this has developed how this has come about because you know you look at it you see a lot of people put their knees over their toes and automatically their their heels start shifting up they don't have the the ankle range of motion we'll say to actually support that you know so they start going up on their toes so maybe it developed and you kind of get people going oh uh you know, just keep your heels down. So don't let the knees go too far forward. That's one way that you see, see people kind of cueing that and you go, okay, I can start getting some rationale for that. But then you also see it from the, we'll say medical side where, you know, people make up, I don't say make up, but they come up with all these thoughts and ideas about like shear at the knee and, you know, the different forces within the knee and how that's dangerous for, you know, the, the knee structure itself, you know? So you've got this very intuitive cueing where you're like okay i'm seeing something happen here and your knees go over your toes your heels come up let's stop doing that let's not let those knees go over your toes let's keep the heels down now you're in a, a better more stable squatting position and then you also have stuff like the 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 scientific or medical side where it's like oh here's some you know support for that idea and then you also have people who generally haven't squatted before haven't you know got into that range of motion or haven't done that in a long time they don't have the, the strength in that position and you know they squat down and they're like oh my knees actually hurt you know so you as a personal trainer especially if you're new or you as even like a, a physical therapist or physiotherapist or anything like that you're kind of like Mm, if, if you're new you're kind of like mm, I don't, mm, I avoid the pain let's let's not get into this painful let's see if we can modify this completely so that you know we get out of that painful position so it, it, it's very simplistic in terms of the the advice that is given and you can see how it would develop 
over time into a, a kind of mantra or like dogma where it's like just don't do that like even if you have a client come to you and they have the fucking most perfect you know olympic standard style squat and you're just like you almost want to like, coach that out of them you know and be like oh don't put your knees over your toes it should be you know just 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 over the toe is is perfectly fine but anything past that you're you're gone yeah and and like you're alluding to i think the important thing to recognize when it comes to these kind of myth busting topics you could call them um is that like they're generally filled with half with half truths so it's not like the people that kind of came up with these ideas or the people that propagate these ideas are coming from a place of like total idiocy like they don't understand anything there's no basis for why you would hold this belief like you can see oh if you have a certain thought process you could come to this conclusion like one example would be for example if you are a physiotherapist and you happen to work with a lot of people who have let's say um anterior anterior knee pain some sort of knee pain whether they might have osteoarthritis and they might have a patellar tendinopathy whatever it is okay so you're working with that population and then what you find is you begin to notice a pattern over time that when you cue people to sit back more and don't let their knees travel forward as much they don't have as much pain so what you're seeing is you're gathering these observations within this specific context at this particular point in time and then what you do is you generalize it to the the rest of the population which is just like that is pretty much anti-scientific like that's not that's not how you would come up with any sort of scientific theory it's pretty much the opposite and like in that case what you would be looking to do is right let's find the individual who is who when i cue them to do that it makes no difference and then i'm like all right now i've got to rethink my theory you know now i've got to think about like why that is the case so in that case what someone might do is they've they've went through a seemingly valid process of identifying all these individuals who are responding in a particular way to that intervention of not letting the knees go forward, and then they've generalized it, okay? And that could just be a problem of someone's understanding of how you actually come up with a theory, um, and that's perfectly fine. Again, I'm not saying that if you if you have this belief that you are just dumb, okay? So there's, there, are, there are contexts in which using cues like this in a lot of these conversations that people just fail to acknowledge is that like the, the, the distinction between humans and machines is that we adapt like that's so important okay because the way that we talk about forces often in the body and the way that we talk about biomechanics and risk of injury etc we talk about it with the assumption that we just wear and tear and break down Okay, so that's our, our starting assumption is that humans just wear and tear and break down as you expose them to these forces. And you can see how that plays out in the everyday language that people use when they talk about exercise. You know, for example, like, like, like I'm, st I'm studying medicine and you would assume that this is the one place that like you wouldn't have these kind of misguided beliefs propagated. But, you know, people still say, oh, osteo like I was taught two weeks ago that, oh, osteoarthritis is just uh, the result of wear and tear not true like that's that's a total oversimplification and it's it's fundamentally incorrect to some degree um so like you've still you've got yeah, like this just, just to put that into context for people like you think about it in terms of say resistance training like you put a, a wear on your body and it doesn't tear it gets stronger over time mm -hmm. you know? like the body is a, an adaptive organ like you're saying so like that's that's how people should be thinking 
of that whole thing even though like it is very simplistic and it is it is something it's something that really like i used to think i'd be like oh yeah like it's just wear and tear on your joints or you're fucking you know you do a lot of bench pressing your elbow gets you know wear and tear and it's that's whatever you're that, that you're you're stuck with that for for life kind of you know and but once you start understanding like the the basics of you know just even the joint structures themselves but even just like ligaments tendons you start looking in a little bit deeper and you're kind of like these things seem to adapt to the the load the load that is put through them the load the forces that are you know at that joint or whatever and yes there's definitely the ability to over stress that structure whatever it is or not have uh enough recovery like you've essentially done too much and not have enough recovery to get get past that but uh that's if we're talking over a longer term, you know, which is this this kind of stuff we're talking about here with the knees over your toes, in the, the longer term, uh, whatever, you know, a view on this, it's like, you, you actually have to think like, why would putting your knees over your toes, which again, putting into a, a natural context, you know, you have to put your knees over your toes if you walk up the stairs, like you, you like, if you want to have, watch someone walk up the stairs without putting their knees up, over their toes, like, it's quite funny, you know, they have to do like some very exaggerated, you know, sweeping of the legs out type movement, you know? Um, so it, it, you, you always say that as well with uh, physiotherapy where they'll, they'll prescribe kind of like body weight exercises, but then they kind of move to like a resistance uh, training program and it's like aware and tear, you know, we need to be aware of that, even though it's like, like once you're able to manage the load, you know, being, being applied to that joint. It's like, like, how is this, this thought process not fully succinct all the way, you know, and they're not kind of, uh, explaining why one is okay, but the other is not okay. Assuming that, you know, the adaptations are taking place. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and the place that, that this ties in with that discussion, with this discussion is, because like fundamentally what is happening when you put your knees over your toes, like most of the time, like the reason people are concerned about that is that because it's increasing quote unquote forces at the knee, like we're not going to break down all those specific forces, but very th- simply what you can think of is that it's increasing the challenge that you're going to experience at the knee joint. But like, like you can be, you can adopt two perspectives on that. You can say that, right. Humans are like cars and increasing forces is going to lead to wear and tear. And like, breakdown over time or you can say oh this is actually positive because what we now do is we increase load at that knee that person's going to get stronger and then boom they've got more resilience to future stressors that they're going to be exposed to inevitably so like that's that's two different actually do have the sometimes but not other times so an example of that would be the decline squat, the decline squat, um, where your heels are elevated, and the goal is essentially to drive your knees over your toes, is often used as an intervention for um, patellar tendinopathy. So, in that instance, what they're doing is they're taking a more positive, optimistic approach on how the human body responds to load, and they're providing the exposure so that they get the adaptation and then there's resilience to future stressors. So, <clears throat> that is a far more useful framework to adopt when you're thinking about these sorts of things. So if we 
sort just, of bring that just, back to just the, on just ahead. on that yeah. exact topic as well. Like I, I have Osgood Slatter's disease, right? And I remember going to the physio when I was like, we'll say maybe fifteen, maybe sixteen, somewhere around that age, you know, uh, and them telling me that I shouldn't get into these deep knee bend positions like a squat or whatever because that that did used to cause me pain right but then one of the exercises they prescribed to me to help with it was that kind of uh decline well heel elevated squat and i was like i like after the first like two three weeks of doing that i was like how come that one's okay where it's like we're exaggerating this knee knee bend position but you're telling me to avoid getting into these like deep knee flexion positions and they just had no answer. So I just stopped going back to them anyway. Um, but you know, you know, like that in my mind, I was like, how does this make sense? You know? But yeah. Yeah. So like that is essentially the perfect example. And and like you see it at the shoulder, you see it at the elbow, you see it at all joints, you know, where people have these rules of thumb, that just aren't really rules of thumb. They're just kind of like, oh yeah, we're going to say this. It's almost like we protect ourselves, but then there's there's other instances. But anyway, so where this comes back to this question is that right? So we've got the we've got the knees over the toes issue, primarily perceived to be an issue because it's increasing quote unquote forces at the knee. You can adopt one of two perspectives there that that is a positive thing or that is a negative thing. Most bodybuilders would typically view that as a positive thing. Like you'll see like anyone interested in hypertrophy going out of their way to try and get into that exaggerated position where the knee is forward and the knee is in deflection so that they can kind of pretty much maximize their training response. Like you see that all the time. Um, if you watch any Olympic weightlifters, um, typically they've got like pretty damn large quads, pretty damn strong lower bodies. And they're essentially doing the same thing over and over again. But like, that's not to say, again, like this is the other side of the conversation. That's not to say that that is benign either, because you could be the person who's an Olympic weightlifter. And like, if you know it, bodybuilding, like they, they could train easily three times a day, sometimes, you know, especially at the high level. Um, they're doing that pretty much every day. They could be maxing out their squat or close to it or some variation every day. So like, this is the key distinction is that just because you adopt an optimistic perspective on what humans can do and on the potential for adaptation, it doesn't mean like, oh, cool, I'm just going to go squat three times a day and it's going to be fine, even with my knees over my toes. Like at that point, you're talking about a loading issue rather than a specific positional issue. Like if it was the case that Olympic weightlifters decided to change their squat technique and never, never let their knees go over their toes and still train three times a day, is there going to be less issues presenting there? Like, probably like probably not it doesn't really matter at that point so when you're talking about there being some sort of quote-unquote breakdown or the pre presentation of injury or pain you're typically going to be more concerned with the overall loading that someone's been exposed to as opposed to a specific position generally specific positions can be used as like symptom modifiers and that's that's essentially what i want to to bring this back to now because i don't want people to think that you, there's no place for telling people to keep their knees back and not letting them drift forward because there is a place for that. You know, one example would be the person who does have some knee pain, for example. So they got some knee pain, let's say it's aggravated by deep knee flexion, especially on um, any sort of upright squat where the knees are traveling forward. 
but they want to continue training. Box squat variation, they're sitting back a bit more, that actually allows them to continue training. And they're, like, they're still training that knee, they're still training those quads, still training their hip extensors, etc. But the, the, the proportion of the load that's being distributed to that joint is a little bit lower. And hence, it's not beyond that person's threshold at this point in time. So what you're doing is you're adopting the perspective that I can still load this person, but I've got to do it slightly below their threshold and then aim to push that line up over time with the eventual goal of getting back to their baseline. So I guess if I was to summarize like all of that, essentially what we're saying is that the using, using knees over toes as a rule as being harmful is pretty much unfounded as in it's not a useful rule there may be some instances in which you might observe patterns where this seems to be true but that's not science how science works so we can't use that as a theory um, you can then adopt either a positive or a negative perspective on how the human body responds to forces i would encourage you to adopt an optimistic one one of movement optimism um, where you're basically optimistic about the potential for us to develop adaptations and resilience and response to the stresses we're exposed to. That movement optimism term is coined by Greg Lehman, by the way. He puts out good stuff related to this. Um, but yeah, so the knees over toes issue essentially comes back to your perspective on the human body's like adap adaptive processes. And I think it's better to be optimistic about that. Yeah, like I always think of any of these questions, it's, it basically comes back to exactly what you're saying but to put it in a, in a different way it's basically like there's no bad movements there's just unprepared bodies you know and you, you can look at that and be like okay well i'm unprepared my body's unprepared for this so i'm never going to do it but it's like you can your body can adapt and become more prepared you know and obviously there's genetic limits biomechanic limits you know like i'm not saying that you know you as a 70 year old start doing this you're going to get the same capacity for a deep deep squat as you would have if you had started when you were fucking six you know like adaptations you know while they do happen they do take time as well you know so you have to factor that in but that's the way i look at all this stuff it's like okay like yes we may need to modify an exercise or a movement or whatever for where you are right now you know but once we keep the the, the optimism of that movement capacity, like you're saying, in our mind and be like, okay, so this may be something that we want to work on over time so that you can get a better knee flexion position. Like I, I've had people come to like our coaching or whatever that, you know, maybe a few years ago they had some sort of knee surgery, you know, ACL or whatever, you know, and it's like since then they haven't done this kind of movement because they've just been too afraid you know like they haven't got into a, a deeper squat position and you know for them you might be like okay well we're going to start off and we're just going to not do you know knees over the toes that's we're going to start there we're going to start wherever you are comfortable and we're going to slowly work on building up your resilience building up your capacity you know you might be starting on a, a really high box squat for them where it's like it's, it's a 15 degree knee bend you know and that for them that's that's their capacity you know and you just work on it from there, you know? So uh, if I was to come away from this, thinking back to when I was younger, when I started training myself, and when I started training others, if I could just 
go back and tell myself that, you know, the human body has the capacity to adapt to a stimulus. So just because you don't have something correct right now, that doesn't mean that that's, you're stuck like that for the rest of your life. You can adapt to the, the movement demands. And yes, it might take a year, two years, three years, five years to get to where you want to be, you know, in terms of knee flexion in this case. Um, but that, that is something that you can adapt to, you know? And I think if you limit yourself and say like, oh, like the knees can never go over the toes in a squat and just use that as dogma, you miss out on helping a lot of people with their overall goals and also you may even potentially hinder people in their in their long-term progress and especially in their their long-term approach to all this health and fitness stuff because you've essentially given them this kind of fearful thought process around a pretty basic movement yeah yep i think that's i think that's pretty sound i think that covers most of what we want to discuss Anything else to add before we finish up? Uh, no, that's it. But uh, yeah, I think hopefully going forward, people enjoy these smaller kind of Q&A ones. Like there is in the description uh, a link to where you can submit questions because we have about 20 questions that users have submitted. Like obviously some of them, like we're not going to read out the exact question. It might be like a paragraph long and we'll essentially summarize it and ideally cover all of the things that were asked in the, in the in the paragraph or whatever because like I don't like I hate that when people do that on their their podcasts or their fucking things like they read out this paragraph long yeah. and it's just kind of rambling all over the place I'm like I actually don't care exactly what they asked I just want to get the, the gist of the question and then I want to get the answer so hopefully that's what what we'll do but you can ask your questions because I think this this is a good format where on the podcast essentially what we'll start doing is covering more we'll call it meta topics you know where like it's a, it's a bigger overview of a specific thing so that it might be questions because i know there's a few we have planned that are that come from questions that people have asked you know but it's like oh this is actually a bigger topic it's going to be much quicker or sorry much longer than the, the quick like 15 30 minute video on a specific question that someone has asked but this is your opportunity to ask questions and like obviously you always have the opportunity to ask questions in our free facebook group so, you know, obviously get in there. But if we think it's a really good topic, they're like, okay, this will actually really benefit a lot of people that listen to our show and, you know, aren't in the Facebook group yet. A lot of people don't have Facebook these days. Um, so, off. yeah, well, I don't know. Um, better Except off for our Facebook group. <laughs> better off without Instagram. But, you know, Facebook's, Facebook's all right. Um, but, uh yeah so that's that's ideally what we're trying to do with this so again if you do have questions like get them submitted in like it really does help us tailor the content to what you actually want to get from this rather than just kind of like us thinking up topics and going mm, uh, maybe people will be interested in hearing that like this is where you get your your questions answered so like i don't care if it's oddly specific to your situation you know you're like oh uh, like i honestly it could be the most specific thing to your situation but if you think that it's something that we can discuss on the podcast we'll discuss it there if you think it is far too oddly specific then you know you can ask in the, the facebook group and we can help you out with more specific uh, information then or of course you can always engage with either the group coaching we offer or 
the online coaching that we offer. But yeah, Gary, I have nothing else to say. Um, do you? Nah, not really, other than the fact that it is, in fact, too easy. Okay.